Hey there, and welcome back, questers, to the SQHQ with another episode of Success Quest. I'm Caleb Valle, and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different from the norm. Usually, when you guys come on and you guys listen to this podcast, we talk about the different successes of life, but it's just been Jacob and I um, recently. All of the episodes so far have just been us, and we are want to start venturing out into doing interviews with people, and that is what you're going to be listening to today. We have a lot of people reaching out to us. Um, including this guest speaker who Jacob has had the opportunity to interview. So this this podcast is going to be uh, an interview between Jacob and our guest speaker. And he's actually he, he'll Jacob is going to go ahead and introduce us to him. And I'm so excited about starting this interview process. We'll be able to get an insider view into all these other people and all their experiences. And I think that's so valuable because we believe here that everyone has has had or will have a taste of success in their lives, and that it's important for all of us to kind of share that with each other, because if we're not sharing it, um, we're keeping it to ourselves, and this is not a, a dog-eat-dog world. We're, we're out there, all of us together. Um, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and pass the ball straight to Jacob. Okay, well, I'm here with Leo Quinn, and I think we're going to have a really exciting interview today. Leo actually reached out to me, and I'll talk a little bit more about his email a little later, but it really intrigued me, and I got really excited about what he has to talk about, so I think it's a good fit for our show, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say today. Leo is doing a little summer project where he is trying to get a thousand no's this summer, and he's calling it Adventures in Rejection. That's right, right? My summer of a thousand no's, my adventures and rejections, a summer of a thousand no's, yes. Wow. <laughs> so I guess to start it out, how did you come up with this idea? Where did it come from? Well, I was reading back on May 23rd, I was reading a bunch of tweets that I had liked. I don't know why I decided just to go through my collection of tweets that I liked. And I saw one from a, uh, an author named uh, Andrea Waltz. She's a co-author of a book called Go For No. And the tweet she put out was, you can achieve every goal and reach every dream by simply hearing no more often. And from the book, Go For No. And I'm embarrassed to say that I bought that book 11 years ago, March 26, 2008. I've talked about that book hundreds of times in 11 years. I've recommended it hundreds of times in live presentations I've done via email to my email list. I've never once taken on the goal to intentionally increase my failure rate or my rejection rate, as, as they call it. So I decided uh, on May 23rd that I was going to intentionally increase my failure rate this summer. And I was trying to come up with a number. And one a day sounded way too easy. A hundred in the summer sounded way too easy. But a thousand no's in one summer made me nervous. Right. And I figured that's probably why I should go for a thousand. I don't know who wouldn't be nervous by that. <laughs> Just the thought of getting a thousand no's. First of all, I like to please people. Yes. I'm one of those people that really, I just like to hear people say yes. <laughs> and so even one no kind of, kind of makes me nervous, but wow. I mean, way to go. That's really exciting. And so what do you count as a no? If you get, does it have to be a business related no, or is it no. Any no that you get. Most I wanted most of them to be business related because I wanted to have a better business at the end of the thousand than at the beginning. My first no ever was from a car uh, body shop. I have a dent in my fender 
and I sent him some pictures. He'd done some work for me before. I sent him some pictures. He called me, gave me the you know, 2,500. I noticed I did some research before. He doesn't have a website. His company name is available as a domain name. He doesn't have any social media presence at all. So I asked him after he gave me the price, would you be willing to trade, to do some barter? And I, I would love to say he said yes, but he said, nah, I'm, I'm wanting to get out of the business. It's not profitable anymore. <laughs> so I, my first no came from that. I've gotten some no's. Uh, I spoke at a meetup. One of the, you're in my Facebook group, and one of the gals in there runs a local meetup. And I, she asked me to speak at her meetup, and I asked if she would pay me $100 to speak at her meetup, and she said no. <laughs> so I counted that. During the meetup, it was at a lunch a restaurant. I asked if she would pay for my lunch, and she said no. So I got two no's out of her. Uh, but most of the no's have come from people I've wanted to do business with or people I have a domain name I thought they might be interested in. So far, they've been bus- most of them business related. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what what do you get from these no's? Is it a sense of being able to overcome being told no? Is it practice or is it just the more times you do something and you ask for something, there's a greater chance that someone's going to say yes eventually? Yes, that, that's it. It's uh, in, in the book, Go For No, she has a great analogy. She says, most people think they walk out of a door and go left to success or right to failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in actuality, you have to go through a lot of failure to get through to success. So, you know, what I'm learning, I'm developing a callus to the word no. And I think I have that, developed that callus on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of the phone anymore. I, I do, I, so far I have a 544 no's. And I, I, I want one of my goals for this project is the rest of the time is to get a lot more in-person knows or knows from people who know me. Maybe they got a letter from me. Maybe they got an email from me and they didn't respond. So most of the knows I've gotten so far, I'm just calling cold. They've never heard of me. They don't know who I am. They haven't ever gotten an email from me. Going forward for this last 400 and whatever that number is, 1,000 minus 544, I want a lot of those to be in-person no's or no's or follow-up. You know, they say the fortune is in the follow-up. That's really where I've fallen down previously. I've done a tremendous amount of lumpy mail, sending weird things in the mail to people. I've never followed up and say, hey, I'm the guy that sent you the live working cell phone. Let's talk. You know, I've never done that. Um, so I want to do more of that moving forward. Uh-huh. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so we actually talked recently, it was a few weeks ago on failure and we talked about how failure is actually an essential ingredient of success and how failing shouldn't be a bad thing, but we should actually embrace it. And I think this is a perfect little experiment and thing to do to try to learn to overcome failure and how to turn failure into success. Have you, have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've gotten, I can track, I've started on June 7th and I can track $1,887 that I wouldn't have had from this project. Uh, 700 or so of that is recurring. So, you know, I'm very happy that comes around every month. So I'm very happy with that result. You know, my name is Leo Quinn. I hope to be able to tell people that I quintupled my income in my summer of a thousand no's. But if I only double my income or triple it, that's okay too. But quintuple sounds much more fun to say. Yeah, absolutely. Has it taken a lot of time out of your day? Is it something that you're putting lots and lots of time into? Or is it just a kind of side thing that you you kind of keep a tally of and it isn't making a big difference? I'm keeping very good records. It takes me about uh, typically an hour to an hour and a half to get my 12 no's. I need 12 no's a day between when I started and the end of August to reach 
a thousand no's. So, and at the beginning, I had no concept of how long this would take me. I've done sporadic cold calling in my life. I knew I couldn't go door to door getting a thousand no's because there are gatekeepers at most places, and I knew I'd be wasting a lot of time. So, so at the beginning, I had no concept of how long it would take me to get no's. Uh, the first day I really got serious was June 10th. I made 100 phone calls. It took me, regardless, and it, a busy signal counted, no answer counted. I just wanted to make 100 phone calls and see what the result was. I got 29 no's on that day and six maybes. So I, I realized at no that yeses. point, the, the, the service I was providing offers a free trial. So my maybes, uh, I'm saying people that wanted either more information or said we could do the free trial. Um, I've actually not made dollar one from any of the phone calls I've made. I've, all this money that I've made so far has been from me just being public about my goal to people out in the real world. I, I have that sign on my wall here, you can achieve every goal and reach every dream by simply hearing no more often. Uh, my cleaning lady saw that and said, you should call my son-in-law, he owns a real estate business. So I had a, a meeting with him, he gave me a no, but you know, that no, no isn't forever. You know, if I see something that might be of interest to him, I, I'm now perfectly willing to, to reach out to him and maybe get another no or maybe get a yes, who knows. But yes, it's uh, something that takes me about an hour, hour and a half. If I'm lucky, it takes me, it's taking me 35 minutes to get 12 no's sometimes. It's just a matter of, do you get the right person on the phone? Right. So one of the things that really got me interested in this interview was the email you sent. And <laughs> this is something that I need to work on because I'm not great at generating leads. I'm not an amazing email writer, but I was reading this email and I was like, it's just so real. You're totally not trying to sell it. You're just telling it how it is. I'll just read a quick, I mean, you say, if you absolutely hate this idea or don't get it, please hit reply and tell me no. You basically invited us in the email to reject your offer to come on our podcast. And and that's why I reached out, which made me really interested in this idea of if you're real with someone, they're actually more likely to respond to it because you're being human, right? Yes, exactly. And adding a little humor there. If you had given me a little more um, uh, background, if you get a little, little more background to the listeners at the beginning, and you had said, you, you had said, welcome, Leo, I would have said, thanks, Jacob, disappointed to be here. Because... <laughs> No, I got a yes from you instead of a no that I was shooting for. Um, I don't know what number. I, I think I did. I put a number no that I was on in that email I sent you. Uh, you may have. Let me see. I'm not seeing it, but I may just be looking I, in the wrong place. So I think that was probably in uh, no. Usually three thirty six. I think was the the range I was in when I was doing those those reach outs. I'm up to 544 now, but yes, it's funny. I'll give you the, the rundown. I did a hundred emails to podcasters and I, I got, I've gotten 43 responses. 20 of those were no's. Um, I've gotten, I think it was seven still thinking about it and the rest were yeses. So I think yours is the 10th podcast I've actually recorded. Wow. Um, so I'm very happy with that result. I got 20. I'm right. It's a solid 20 no's. I still have a few to follow up with. I've sent a follow up to some of them and got a, a couple more no's and a yes out of that. So the fortune is in the follow up, they say. Mm -hmm. But yes, I think if you add humor, I'm encouraging people to give me a no, which they're not. People aren't used to, as you as you can see, you're you're used to people begging to be on. I was begging for a no, which is, is which isn't normal. Uh, for those of you who are listening and want to get more information, I about using humor in your, your marketing. There's a 
Facebook group called Charm Offensive. And it's a really big Facebook group about using humor. And it was started by a guy who came home drunk one night and sent a, sent a prospecting email to uh, somebody he wanted to do business with, and he got the appointment just because you know he, he injected humor into his pitch. So <laughs> that's where I've gotten some of my inspiration from trying to make people laugh and take them off guard. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a really important thing in business is thinking outside of the, the box because we're so used to these standard business practices and everyone's just used to them. I'm sick and tired of them actually because I hear them every yeah. single day. And so it's, it's a breath of fresh air to hear something a little different. See, either whether that's humor or begging to be told no, <laughs> I, it was a breath of fresh air for me. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I guess the next question I have for you is almost a personal question because I've been on your Facebook group and I've been observing. I haven't necessarily committed to do this yet. And one of the big reasons why I haven't is I have some experience as a telemarketer. I had a short-lived job where I was calling people to sell. And they were cold calls, and I hated it. It was the worst job of my life. And that's why it didn't last very long. I, I, luckily, I got another opportunity, and so I was able to transition from that to something else, and I didn't have to just all out quit. But, man, I did not like that job. And so I guess the, the reason I hated that job was I felt like I was stuffing something under people's into their throats, and I didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel like I was actually making a good contribution to them and to their lives. So how, I mean, when you're asking so many people and you're kind of trying to get no's, how do you make sure that you're still respecting people and you're making sure that you're not bugging them, you're not nagging them? Great question. Most of the calls, most of these 544 have been, uh, pizza shops. I started, uh, I'm a marketing guy, marketing consultant. I call myself a marketing implementer. I'll give your business the ideas, but I'll also implement for you because so many businesses mm-hmm. owners know what they should be doing. They just don't have the time to do it. So I started with calling pizza shops because I knew there's a million of them. I'd never run out. I'd probably be able to get my thousand just from pizza shops if I wanted to. And I knew that the owner would be near the phone. The owner probably wouldn't be answering, but he he or she may be within arm's reach. So that's why I chose that niche. Did you just call their public number? Yes, yes, yes. Now, okay. I'll tell you, I called, uh, first of all, I, I called, started calling in the morning, like 9.30. And I, because I track everything, I track the time I called and the result, I knew that I wasn't getting anybody. I, wasn't, I was really wasting my time an hour in the morning calling pizza shops. I also knew that I shouldn't be calling a pizza shop between 11 and 2, lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, usually I would call the pizza shops between two and four my time. And then if, once I was done with this time zone, if I still needed some more no's, then I would go to the central time zone and call Minnesota. So I figured they're nice people in Minnesota. They're not going to yell at me. <laughs> um, and then if I had to, I'd go to Montana and make some calls there. So I was very respectful of the pizza shop owner. Now, if, if I called and somebody answered uh, Joe's pizza shop, please hold, then I would hang up because I knew they were busy and they were taking, taking orders. If it sounded really busy in the background, I would just say wrong number and hang up. So I was looking to talk to the person who had plenty of time on the phone and wasn't being rushed and I wasn't interfering with business. I certainly understand where you're coming from. I don't know where you were selling when you were telemarketing, but I was selling 
um, to the pizza shops, text message marketing. It's a service that pizza sh- restaurants, pizza shops should all be using because, mm-hmm. you know, our email open rates are 20% if you're lucky. And the read rate on a, a text message is over 90%. Right. So I feel that I'm actually helping a business if I can get them signed up on a text messaging program. Um, so that's how I overcame that. I'm trying to be respectful of the time. I've certainly worked at businesses growing up where you get an inopportune uh, telemarketing call. Um, but, you know, I didn't, uh, I try to be respectful and not interfere with uh, them doing business. That's, that's awesome. And that goes back to what we talked about a little bit about being humane in business, right? Yeah. The humor, the asking to say no, but then also just respecting people. Yes. I think that unfortunately a lot of businesses out there and a lot of business people, they have this mentality that business needs to be cutthroat. You have to kind of cut everyone else down so that you can go to the top. And that's kind of what we're trying to fight with this podcast is we're trying to teach people that success isn't all about just making money and being, being cutthroat in business. And so I love what you just said about being respectful of people's time. If they're busy, don't talk to them because it's not a good time for them. Yep. Yep. And so would you call them back? No. Uh, there's just so many pizza shops. I'm just, you know, and if they say the owner will be back in an hour or a call on Tuesday, I don't keep track of any of that. I'm just scrolling through trying to get the note. Yeah. Gotcha. So another thing that our podcast is really focused on is that success isn't just about business, but it's also about being balanced in life, whether that's family life or we talk about the different areas of success, like emotional success and spiritual success. Have you noticed that this little practice, this this experiment has helped in other areas of your life other than your business? You know, I, I don't know. I've had a long-term r- girlfriend, so she she won't let me go out and try this on other women. So that, <laughs> it's not working out. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how it would apply to other areas, uh, non-business. I mean, you know, next time I go to buy a car, I'm certainly going to be asking for discounts. Next time I need to buy furniture, I'll certainly be asking for discounts. Uh, so I think uh-huh. it's given me more courage in that area. And I think, you know, your listeners can't see it, but if they go to Adventures in Rejection, they can see a picture. No, there's my name tag. So uh, I'm at 544 right now. And I, if I go to networking events, I wear that around and it gets people asking, what, what's that? And sometimes I'll say it's my IQ, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good conversation starter. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Wow. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about so far that you'd like to share about no. this experiment or maybe something else you're working on? No, I'd like to give your listeners and you some ideas for uh, doing this on a, a smaller scale or, or getting started uh, in a way that doesn't hurt as much. Um, okay. One thing you may have seen in the Facebook group is we have a toll road here in New York. And a few weeks ago, I was, I was on the road and it was going to be a 30 cent toll. So I handed the guy the ticket and he said 30 cents and I held up a dollar scratch or lottery ticket. And I said, can I pay with this lottery ticket? Cause the toll was 30 cents and this was a dollar lottery ticket. Huh. He, said, he smiled and said, no, sir. And I said, okay. So I paid the 30 cents and I gave him the lottery ticket for playing along. And I counted that as a no. Um, that's what I call a stunt. No, it's not really going to affect me either way. If he says yes or no, um, might might win some money for it. it was the most he could win on that lottery ticket was seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars. So it really would have worked out for him if it had been a winner. Uh, so do things like that. There's a guy if you go to rejectiontherapy.com, dot com. There's a, a a guy named Jia Zhang. 
he's done, uh, he had his 100 days of rejection. And he, he got rejected once a day for 100 days and he filmed it. And he would do things like he'd go to a burger place, eat the burger, go up and ask for a free burger refill. And they said no. <laughs> burger refill, I love that. He knocked on people's doors and said, hey, can I play soccer in your backyard? And th- that person said yes. He asked to make an announcement on a Southwest flight. And they said yes. Uh, he went into a, a, a donut shop. It was around the Olympic time. And he asked them to make him donuts shaped like the Olympic rings. And they said yes. And that's really the video that got him to prominence because that sort of thing went viral. Um, so it's rejectiontherapy.com, Jia Zhang. He's got a book out called Rejection Proof, I think. But he'll give mm-hmm. you some fun ideas about ways, non really non-threatening ways that you can get uh, rejected as well. Yeah, so rejectiontherapy.com. And I call those stunt no's, meaning they don't really affect your life one way or another. But you might develop that courage. Right. Another thing, if you if you have a favorite charity and they do fundraising by phone, you know, volunteer to to do some cold calling for that charity. You know, I don't know. Again, I don't know what you were selling when you were doing cold calling, but if it, if it's a charity that you like and support, you know, maybe making getting those no's will uh, be a little more inspirational for you because you're helping out a, a charity. Mm-hmm. There definitely is a difference between believing in the cause. Um, I'm not going to say who I was cold calling for because I, I hated my job and I don't want to bash yeah, them yeah. at all. <laughs> but I did not believe in the product. I really didn't. Right. I was selling something that I myself would not buy okay. and something that I thought that the people I was talking to probably shouldn't buy. It was a waste wow, of their money. Okay. And so and that's one of the reasons why I hated it so much because I felt like I was actually making these people's lives worse. One, because I'm stealing their time. And two, because if they did say yes, I didn't believe in what I was selling. But I've also experienced that on the other side. I mean, for example, with Success Quest, I really believe in what we're doing here. I believe in the community we're building. I believe in the content that we're producing. And I know I don't have a problem talking to people about Success Quest. I don't have a problem saying, hey, go listen to our podcast. If you like it, great, subscribe. If you don't, Send me some feedback because we want to get better. I don't have a problem doing that because I care about what we're doing and I believe in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a great practice because one, it helps you find something that you believe in that you can pitch to other people, but then also it helps you gain that courage and that callous against no, like you've talked about already. This is yes, really cool. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it was Andrew Walls who said, uh, when you have no goals, when you have rejection goals, it's easy to get on a winning streak. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you can get 15 no's in a row before somebody gives you a yes or a maybe. So, you know, I, that's one of the things that I has been most interesting to me in this project is I actually look forward to the no's now. Now when I'm mm-hmm. talking to somebody on the phone, I'm actually over on my notepad already putting down the no, figuring it's just right. coming. You know, it's going to be I've only got three more and I can kick off for the day. So, and, and if somebody hesitates and starts thinking about it, I'm thinking, darn it, I'm not going to, they might say yes. So it, it's weird, uh, but I, you know, I've got, gotten some yeses too along the way. So mm-hmm. it's been a good learning experience all around. Yeah. I can see how connect that can definitely change the perspective because failure can be hard. I mean, a lot of times we, we blame ourselves for failure and we think that we are failures instead of we have failed. And so I think that flipping that on the head makes perfect sense because then you succeed even when technically you're failing 
if you change the metric, if you change the goal, you can turn that into a success, which is amazing. It's ingenious. <laughs> it, it is. You can be on a winning streak. And I saw a, a, a meme on Facebook uh, recently, no guts, no story. So I've got you know several interesting stories now as a result of this whole project that are I can use in, in encouraging people to get out there and do this. This is the reason I reached out to podcasters is one to inspire people that they should give this a try. You know, it took me 11 years to build up the courage. You shouldn't wait 11 years. Hopefully by the time you're my age, you're well on your way and have lots of no's under your belt. Uh, but to keep also to keep myself motivated. You know, a lot of podcasters want to hear from me at the end to right. find out how it went. And, you know, I want to be able to say I, you know, X my my income as a result of this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say I let it fizzle out at 544. So right. being public, I would encourage people, if you're going to do something like this, be public about your goal. You know, nobody wants to hear that you want to make $250,000 next year. They would be very interested to hear that you want to get 250 no's in the next couple months, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that immediately gets people's attention. That's weird. Why would you want to be rejected? Well, right. because I, I know that on the other side of this rejection is a lot more success. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a follow up. And I think that's something we're interested in here. When is your deadline? When's the end of this project? August, I should be done by August 30th or August 31st. I Averaging 12 a day, that's what I had. You know, I have it on my calendar here. Tomorrow mm-hmm. I should be at 548. So I'm a little bit ahead of schedule at 544. So August 30th, I think, uh, August 31st, I'll hit 1,004 if I get all 12 on okay. that day. Well, I think we'll definitely reach out and have a little follow-up segment on our show. Even if it's just a little five minutes hearing how it went, we can put it at the beginning or end of a show. Um, we'd love to hear about it because I'm, I'm, I really like what you're doing and I think that it's a great way to practice and learn basic business skills and really improve yourself. So thank you. The most successful people here know a tremendous number of times. So, you know, if you want to be successful in life and here I am, you know, I'm 544 in this, I'm no expert on this at all, but I know that I've left millions of dollars on the table by not following up to, uh, with the mail I've sent, with the emails I've sent, just because I didn't want to hear no. As I said, uh, I have not heard no 100 times in my business career. Uh, I've sent emails that haven't been responded to. Those don't count. I have not spoken to somebody on the phone and heard no 100 times prior to this project. You've already done five times that then. Yes, exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, you know, and I knew I knew at the beginning that I would be a different person at the end. I had no idea what my result was going to be. I knew I would have heard a thousand no's. I I figured I'd be a different person at the end than I was at the beginning, regardless of Mm -hmm. the income I bring in. That's super cool. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Leo, for being on here. Is there anywhere else you would like people to go? I know I'm looking right now at the Adventures in Rejection Facebook page. If you guys type that in, you should be able to find it. Do you have a website or anywhere else you'd want people to follow you? Adventuresinrejection.com will get them there also. Okay. I I have a, uh, just a couple bits of advice, if you don't mind, just to. No, go for it. um, They're considering this. First of all, don't. Um, give yourself a no from someone else. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of this. I uh, was listening. I got booked on a podcast and I listened to his most recent podcast. And he, he and the guests were talking about the sorry state of cold email, how much they hated it, how much of it they got. <laughs> and it was just five minutes of how much they hated cold email. 
And the ironic part is I was going to be on that guy's podcast as a result of a cold email. So if I had listened to that podcast before I'd send him the cold email, I probably would have said, eh, he's not going to have me on. But because right. I didn't give myself a no from him, I got on that podcast. So don't give yourself a no from someone else. Uh, mm -hmm. And the second one is... Let them give it. Yes. Give them a chance. And the second one is, I, I've done a lot of research on rejection and the people that do these sort of challenges. I've never seen anyone do a legitimate rejection challenge, a hundred rejections or a thousand or whatever it is, and have a poor result. They've always had a good result. A lot of writers out there tell stories of, I want to get a hundred rejections. And they've so far, all of them have gotten at least 40 articles written or books written or whatever it is they were trying to get. So I've never seen a legitimate rejection challenge that had a poor result. So if it's a hundred mm -hmm. for you, if it's one a day for a hundred days, I don't care what it is, do, do your own rejection challenge. And I think you might be surprised at the end. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Leo. We've really, this has been a great interview and I think it's going to resonate really well with our audience. I hope so, Jacob, and I appreciate it. And if people want to come into our Facebook group and announce their intention and have us keep them to it, uh, we'd welcome them. Well, thank you so much. And we will be following up. I'm, I'm going to put okay. it on my calendar right now. So I'll, I'll definitely reach out to you and, and make sure that we get you back on to, to tell us how it went. All right. Thank you very much, Jacob. Well, thank you, Leo. Okay, coming back now to the SQHQ. Man, I am so pumped that we were able to have such an amazing guest on our podcast. Seriously, I love the idea of failure. I love the idea of people telling you no and to have a goal where you look for that and you seek that out. I think that is so amazing and so important. You guys know what you need to do, questers. This is something to apply to your everyday lives. Look for ways that you can fail and look for ways that you can improve. And those are both of those aspects are an important part of success overall and your journey to becoming more and more successful every day. So again, everybody, like and subscribe on the podcast, on whatever podcast app you use to listen to us, um, whether it's Apple or whether you use um any other, I, I don't know. There's actually so many different types of podcasts out there. And let us know what you guys thought about this interview on our Facebook page and message us. We want to know what you guys think about failure and what, how hard it is for you to be told no. And, and or if you have experiences um, where someone told you no and it meant something to you and it, it really built you up. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, you'll find us in all those places and make us part of make us a part of your everyday success quest. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening again, and you guys have a great successful day.